The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi and welcome to episode 18 of the Mighty Whites podcast. As usual, I'm Jack, I'm joined by Connie. Now then. And uh, live via satellite, <laughs> we've got from Portland, KC. Morning. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's morning there, yeah. I was just about to laugh at you, but yeah, we'll let it go. Yeah, you're right, actually. Awkward <laughs> bastard. Uh, well, we'll get straight into uh, yesterday's game with its awkward bastard kickoff time, which is why I stumbled on yesterday's. I keep forgetting that it, half four on a Sunday is a stupid time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'll, I'll let it go when it's Premier League, but in Championship, that's a stupid time for a kickoff. We're preparing for when we go up as fucking champions are on TV every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> BT Sport will have a field day, will Leeds United, when we get back up. <laughs> so it was... Um, it was a bit of a mental game, really, so we'll probably take it in roughly chronological order, but I'll get it out of the way. 2-2 draw, Bristol City. Uh, me and Connie both had one all, so we get two points. Casey had a 2-0 win, so he doesn't. Uh, I'm Con- just happy to have some points on board again, to be honest. I've been dire at this recently. Yeah, well, you two are now back level. You two are back yes. level now. So I'm not dead yet. <laughs> right, uh, so, Casey, you actually managed to get hold of a decent stream, didn't you, for this? Yeah, it was quite. I was looking around because um, over here you tend to get lots of the smaller games on ESPN three, which is an on-demand service. It's a bit of a pain. Um, so yeah, kind of had a look around and found a service and got a nice HD stream of it, which is you know just in time for the first fifteen minutes of awful, awful defending. <laughs> nice, it was in HD, unlike on LUTV where you just have to watch it in D. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I remember LUTV in like 2009. People would have killed for D. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, as you alluded to, another really shit first half. Uh, they looked like other, I mean we were okay for about four minutes up until Dallas had that effort. Mm. Uh, but you know, played like a scared team, and then just we'll get well, we'll start with first goal. I mean they were both shit because they were both from long throws, but that first goal. And particularly Viedvald. It just seems to be a thing, doesn't it? It was a bit like watching Silvestri, in that it just came out and just... It was in no man's land. Now, I didn't see all game. I had um, things going on. But, um, yeah, the highlights when I saw it, it just... It, it came with such purpose at start, though, didn't it? And then it was just a case of, shit. And it just... I don't even know how we lost flight of it at all. It was just... It was just shite. Yeah. I, I just remember watching that and seeing him coming flying out. And I, I've never been a fan of goalkeepers coming out to try and win the ball from a long throw in. I think with the way they tend to come in, they're always better off waiting for the second ball because the next, you know, the first touch on is going to be a header. And it's probably not going to be an attacking header. And even if it is, there's going to be no power on it because throwing's, unless Rory Delap's done it, it tends to be quite loopy. They're quite tame, aren't they? Yeah. They're coming like looping over the aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to go, generally, it's going to go back up in the air. So you're better off going for the second ball. And at this point, you know, if you've you've got a long throw-in taker in your team, you are, you'll spend a uh, chunk of training, practicing, boxing the keeper in, trying to get all the players into a small area so it's hard to get to. 
So he's just better off staying on his line or a couple, you know, a couple of yards out and then trying to get to the second ball. Especially when they know that they've got a threat in there like Aidan Flint and all. You just stay put, like you say. If, if you know you've got long throws coming in and you've got a threat like Flint in box, and uh, is it is it Jeju? Have I pronounced uh, that Florian right? Florian Jeju, yeah. I think Jeju, it's. Yeah, he, he's a pretty big lad and all, so yeah. they've got plenty of height in oh, there Oh, they've got a few, well. like Bailey Wright's a pretty big lad yeah. as well. Yeah, you just stay. It's kind of weird how the best example of what he's saying is the second goal. <laughs> yeah. Throwing went up, the header went straight up in the air. This time, Vidal didn't come. But unfortunately, every defender stood there and let it drop. Yep. He's seven yards from goal and he gets a low-driven volley on it. Yep. So he's, they've let it drop all the way to the floor. If we take out the Vidal thing for the minute, because, yes, it was abysmal goalkeeping, we all know it, we've all had a bitch about it, yep. rightly so. But when that ball, after he's missed it, falls to Jeju's feet, he takes three touches... In the middle of the 18-yard box, 10 yards from goal. That and, and um, Janssen should have been on him. It was Janssen that should have shut him down. Mm. It would have clear. It would have neared this man and all he wanted to do, but looks for it, would put his hands behind his back and just try not to unball it. Fucking throw yourself in front of it. It doesn't yeah. matter where it is. Just launch yourself at it. It doesn't matter, does it? You know, at the end of the day, we're going to score anyway. If it hits his hand and it gets a bit... In, they give a penalty for it. Chance you take, isn't it? But yeah, it were it won't go out. Yeah, it, it, it beggars belief when you see a player get that much time in the middle of a penalty area when there is roughly twenty of the twenty-two players on the field in that eighteen-yard box. Um, just like you say, it just didn't seem to be anyone charging out. If, if I remember rightly, it was either O'Kane or Forshaw's on the line, but. Again, you just think at that point, just charge it and put him under some pressure, but we did nothing. Yeah, for, for both terrible. goals, for both goals, there was no pressure whatsoever. Uh, the other thing, it got noticed, uh, it actually was the guy in front of me at the ground who noticed it. Uh, on corners, for no reason, when the player's marking the keeper, there is always a defender comes in to mark that man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yesterday, there wasn't. Right. There was just Bobby Reed stood in front of Eidvald, no defender there helping him. Bloody hell, right. On every corner. It was I've also got another theory on why he's so bad at dealing with crossing. I think he's getting terrible training on it, based off... Uh, it's Marcus Abad, isn't it, our goalkeeping coach? Yeah, yeah. Based yeah. off him in the warm-up over the last three games, he hits these crosses in to warm him up before the game. And I imagine it's the same in training. He can't cross a ball to save his bastard life. <laughs> <laughs> but he, did, he had one run before game. Because uh, I, I got there quite early. I was in there about 40 minutes before kickoff, So I saw it warm up. Yeah. He put four in a row over the crossbar <laughs> when warming say. up the keeper. Jesus. <laughs> it's, bad, it's bad when you're looking at someone and going, can we get Hadi Sacco in to do this? <laughs> <laughs> at least Hadi a try, God bless him. Uh, uh, He's, he won't come up that much. I actually thought Sacco did really well when he came on. The bits I saw, the very limited yeah. bits that I've seen, he didn't do all wrong. No, he, didn't, he didn't try out too fancy, but with his pace and he hugged the touchline, he stretched their defence a bit. Yeah. And he really did make a difference to where we played. I saw him bring a couple of decent balls down as well yeah. that were hit, you know, quite... Sure hit a couple of really lovely crossfield balls to him. Yeah, and he brought them down that... normally. They're the sort of ones where you see Sacco, it goes under his foot or bounces yeah. over <laughs> him, but yeah, he looked good. There was a moment, though, um, we were breaking forward from the midfield, and I believe it was Forshaw had it. It was either Forshaw or Hernandez, and they played the pass, and I think he got intercepted. 
and the commentator over here just went, oh, and the you know the obvious option out there was Sacco on the right, and I just went, hmm, well, I don't know, <laughs> that's a look, but maybe that... I could pass it somewhere else. He's in ten yards of space. Who else is open? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? No. Uh, that's fine. Pontus is open back there, just just halfway in our own yard. It's <laughs> like keep it safe. He's saying it's like Rachel when they're playing free on free American football at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Go long. Yeah, just go long. Just, just keep going long. <laughs> Stay long. Uh, well, weirdly, speaking of not playing the ball to the right, uh, the second half, lump the first 20 minutes of the second half in with the first half because it was more of the same. But then the crowd, a very, it was a very strange atmosphere, the way that it happened, but by the end it was fucking brilliant. It started out, a bit of gallows humour, basically. Like, I don't know how well it came through on TV, but there oh, was like... it was great. I, you could hear it straight from the start of the second half. There was a massive... It was fantastic. Like, leads are going up and we're going up as fucking champions. <laughs> and and it was piss-taking. But there was an element of this that I didn't like. I didn't like the ironic cheering every time Viedvald caught a ball. No. But the one that annoyed me more was the stuff at Pennington. Now, Pennington had an awful first half. Like, he sliced ball straight out of play when trying to play a long ball upfield. No exaggeration, six or seven times. He, he had I an was... absolute stinker. But then, whenever he cleared the ball, the che- they went, Oy! I was just like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say on that note, though, that happened a few times in the first half. Players just getting their head up, just go to hoof it like it happened to Anita a couple of times. I think Janssen as well. Just the amount of times we looked up just to play a long ball, it just went straight out for a throw-in. Um, I'll tell you something that really annoyed me that Janssen did in the first half there was, I think it was Anita played it back to Viedvald and instantly you're looking for you know your centre back to push out a bit wider Yeah, so I, it's a nice easy pass I got really mad about this as well Janssen didn't move an inch <laughs> Viedvald who clearly didn't want the back pass in the first place looks up Janssen's barely moved Viedvald plays the pass to Janssen anyway and then Janssen turns and passes it straight out of play you know we're just thinking just drop back five yards and none of this happens yeah it was, that was probably one of the most frustrating parts i saw just defensively you mentioned anita um then i was just saying to jack on on way in here um again i can only go off the like extended highlights that i've seen of this but it, it looked it looked to have had an all right game to be fair, I said to Jack whether that's based on the fact that he's been god-awful up to press and he just didn't do all majorly wrong, I don't know, but he seemed, he seemed you know, a bit more like it. Yeah, I, I thought him and him and Dallas seemed to work quite well together on the right-hand side, as a defensive unit anyway. I know we didn't really get forward all that mm. much, but as a defensive unit, they seemed to work pretty well together. He put in a great tackle as well down in the corner. Um, it went that big slide tackle... I think uh, it was hard to give away a throw in our corner. But, yeah, for the most part, he, he seemed perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to stick with him for the next game. Yeah, in, I was saying, in ratings, I think he got the fourth highest. I think Hernandez got man at match, yeah. Lasaga for sure, and then him, I think it was, if I remember rightly. Yeah, that, 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 I'd say that was perfectly reasonable from what I saw. Uh, but, yeah, we, we got... While all this sarcasm were going on... We'd also had yet another shite ref. And then we got a free kick. And the cheer for the free kick lasted about a minute. 
Like they cele- celebrated it like we like the fucking Beckford goal against Bristol Rovers. <laughs> just like, wait for it. And all of a sudden, it all turned. The crowd. I don't know whether it was just a you know what fuck it, and everyone just jumped into getting right behind them. And it didn't oh. take long after that. I mean, Lasaga's goal was a brilliant cross from Hernandez. Yeah. To find him. And he actually had an option. He, he that's why I was saying, speaking of ignoring passes out to the right, Saka was actually in acres to his right with a much, with what would naturally be a better angle for a cross. But because yeah. he's Hernandez, not Sacco, he yeah. ended up putting in a brilliant ball. <laughs> and it was a cracking finish. He seemed, even another one or not, again, uh, I say it again, I'm only basing this off like extended highlights I've seen. Yeah, but but basically, it, Connie got called away for. A family emergency thing, so he just he couldn't go to game this week. Um, yeah, the the extended highlights that I've seen of it, um, he didn't seem as leggy, did Hernandez either towards uh, you know towards um, end towards latter stage. Yeah, he didn't seem that way anyway. No, he got stronger and stronger as game went on. He got he got more and more effective. Like he was probably his best attacking threat in the first half as well. Yeah. It's just that that in saying a great deal. No, but in no. the second half, he was it was just quality. Yeah, yeah. I keep saying it I don't think he'll be here next year but I want to be wrong Hernandez yeah I want to yeah. be wrong I think he's got one more year I think he has if we if it's you know the more likely of the two and we don't go up well we're not we're not no. I, we're just not it's but <laughs> in championship but the Leeds yeah. fans told me we were going up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if, if we're if we're going to have another year in championship at least then yeah I'd be happy yeah I think every time we've seen him so far um, especially when he's been kind of moved out to the left, he's had a number of, of really good games there, just cutting inside, bringing other people into the game. I want, I, one thing I did, I did quite like that he did very well. He, he drifted inside in, in the second half and he gave Debock a good bit of space on the left to kind of push forward and, you know, either drag a man away or to release him and get a cross in. Well, KC, I'm glad you've brought him up. Because <laughs> I've got a new bugbear with Leeds United. And it is. Um, and that is that the more I watch Lawrence DeBock, the more I think he's fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> it's not him going forward. Him going forward, I actually think he's fine. But he's constantly five yards wrong side of his man. When someone runs at him, he looks scared to tackle. When the ball comes in the air, he either doesn't jump for it or loses the header or when he does win it heads it the wrong way he, when he tackles the number of times he tackles with the wrong foot or comes in from the wrong side I know I got a minute Lucas Radaby made a career of tackling with the wrong leg <laughs> yeah he did but he used to time him well <laughs> I just I, I said in the play ratings thing I, I hope it's just him taking a while to adjust but I thought against Sheffield United it was absolutely terrible and I thought it was probably slightly worse so yes, I was saying then, essentially, that at this moment in time, we've replaced and we've got a we've got another Ian Hart. No, because Ian Hart was far better than this. Yeah, but he were an attacker. He also, Lawrence de Bock doesn't hate Spanish people. We don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him and Tom Pierce have a conversation yet? <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw Ian Hart posted a picture. He was in one of the boxes with Nigel Atten and Lee Boyer. And I just retweeted it and put the caption, Ian Hart with his English friends. 
Yeah, it's. Um, I did say yeah, I have that was one of the things that I did actually see uh, recently. Seemed to get quite a lot of good um, feedback from it. Yeah, given recent tweets. Ian Hart had that little moment. I don't know if you, I'm guessing you guys would have saw through the agency he works for runs. I'm not entirely sure which it is about a player not starting, and I can't even remember who it was. Oh, I did see that. Uh, oh, I can't remember which team it was, but I did see it. No, I tra- actually I remember because I translated the tweet into Spanish and tweeted it as a quote yes, tweet. You did. I remember seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, obviously Lasaga's goal got us back into it. All atmosphere picked up, and then Roof's goal, good ball in, flicked on well. I'm not actually sure who got the flick on. I think it might have been Lasaga, but I'm not sure. Uh, but it was really clever movement. He started about 15 yards beyond the far post, and it was quite clever. It made it very hard to mark him. He got in front, scored, which was the, sa- the good side of Gianni Vio. But what I wonder is. Does he do any work on defending set pieces as well? I'm going to go out, I'm going to go put it out there and say no. Because since he's come in, don't get me wrong, some of the attacking um, set pieces have been brilliant. But if all we've got worse yeah. uh, defensively, uh, uh, corners, set piece, any sort of you know set player. I mean, it wasn't a secret, Magnussen's long throw. No. He doesn't always play, but when he does, they use it every game. So. There must have been someone, even if it weren't academy lads, there must be someone way along for that they can use to practice. Yeah, surely. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I don't know with Gianni Vio. I've, I've been a bit sceptical of him. I've <laughs> spoke to you about it, Jack, I know I have, but I don't know. It's just If you're going to set someone on to be a, you know, a set-piece specialist, it, it's got to work both ways. It's got yeah. to do, for me, anyway. Yeah, it, it was it was frustrating. One thing that that kept popping up to me, and you saw it quite a few times in replays, um, I think in the first half anyway, Pennington was marking Aidan Flynn. And I just remember watching, I, I think it was just after the first goal, I think it was the next long throw that went in from, uh, from Bristol's left. And... Pennington was starting on the wrong side of Flint and then try, and basically trying to get him in a waist lock to stop him getting away. And you're just looking, just going, just get goal side, give it arm's length, and just keep hold of him with your, with your arm. But instantly, Flint was just pulling away from him and the only thing Pennington was seemingly able to do was trying to wrestle him to the ground. And he couldn't do that. Yeah. It's more like Flint was dragging him along. I must admit, I've never seen a team exploit a player being good in the air quite so well. No. Like, did, I, you, it won't have made the highlights, so you probably won't have seen it. Right. But when Bristol City had a goal kick, hmm. Aidan Flint went and stood on the right wing. Jesus. Even though he's playing centre-half. And they just aimed the goal kicks at him. They um, aimed everything at him whenever he could get forward. If free kick was 70 yards from goal, yeah. he'd go stand up front, cross-field ball. Every single thing was aimed at Aidan Flint. And I, I, can't knock him for it. I think it's a good idea. But How many goals has he got roughly this? I bet he's, I bet he's, he's on over se- six. He's got seven. Uh, there you go, centre-half. Yeah. You know, it's And how many years does he get above half a dozen goals for a centre-half? Most years. Is... Since he started breaking through, since he started going properly at Bristol City, it's been every year. Because yeah. he had that one year where he got about 16 in League yeah. One. <laughs> yeah, did he in and out. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, after the equaliser, in a way, I almost wish we hadn't nearly nicked it because it turned it, it made it more annoying in a way. Yeah. But we really could have nicked this game. For Shaw's effort that went wide, yeah. he'd back himself to do better. Phillips's header that went over, defender got a touch as it were coming to him, so it was hard to adjust. But yeah. he, I bet he'd back himself. Well, that was one of the things that obviously did make it in, and at, at first play I thought oh, Jesus Christ that's horrible but then when it showed you it from reverse angle it, it, he actually did well to adjust himself and get something on it I thought because at speed it came in but it was yeah I think because it's Flint I think that gets the touch and it just takes it that little bit higher than yeah. Phil- than it needed to be for Phillips and I think it's one of those things where you get used you, you know you see it once in real time and then you watch it seven times in slow motion you're like well clearly you should have got to and then you see it back again in real time you go oh no that was traveling pretty fast actually yeah. he's done well to get it that close to be honest uh, speaking of phillips you two will have a better thing than me because i haven't actually seen a replay of it was phillips's dive as blatant as it looked from the cop? yeah it was ridiculous he should yeah. have been yeah, yeah. he deserved <laughs> fucking yeah because like i did the i mean i jumped up with everyone else but it lasted about half a second i went nah it, it would dive <laughs> it was horrible when again when they showed it at reverse angle you just thought for fuck's sake come on <laughs> I, say, I, I haven't actually seen it back but in the ground i thought it was uh, and then obviously right at the end lasaga Unreal. I mean, we're late balling. <laughs> God, I've, that's the best I've ever seen him get up. Yeah, he well, like, was he seemed to shoulders be, above he seemed, ball, about, he? he seemed to be about 12 foot in air, didn't he? <laughs> Powered it straight against crossbar. Last touch at game. <sighs> I, I, mean, I, I, I woke Jacqueline up because for the time difference here, it was, I think it's like nine... You know, it's coming up to 9.45 in the morning. It's Sunday. We just moved in. She was having a long lie-in. <laughs> yeah. And it's 2-2 with battle by the last minute. And then all she, you know, she was walking over. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what's wrong? Oh, we just hit the bar in the last second. <laughs> yeah, it was an odd feeling after the game, really, because a point is not enough from that game. But mm-hmm. if you're 2-0 down at half-time, yeah, you, take it you can't definitely. get that pissed off about a 2-2. Yeah. I mean, I can, I'm, it just brings into perspective how bad that first-half performance was. Because as soon as we got going, they didn't look like anything. I think that's what's more frustrating about it all as well. The fact that, it, you know, we've, we've shown... You know, when we turn it on and the crowd get going, we're a force to be reckoned with. It's there. There's no denying it's there. Well, it's just the mech life so hard for themselves. It's when you look at the last three home games, hmm. well, three nil down to Millwall, Millwall, down to ten men, two nil down to Cardiff, down to ten men, yeah. and two nil down to Bristol City. Yeah. Speaking of um, La Saga, though, anyway, one for you, here, Casey. Um, you may have, you may or may not have seen it. He put on Twitter after, you know, thanking all fans for mm. the support and all that. First two people to like it were Don Matteo and Matthias Click. We've got him <laughs> in there for you, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Click News. <laughs> um, you know, I think the most disappointing thing for me coming out of this game is outside of the defensive errors was uh, just as he came on. I'm wishing he would have got a goal purely so we could have lived out Sacco scores and we're on the pitch. Because yeah. <laughs> um, that, that came through that came through very clearly. Yeah, there's a there's a few there's a few other things that get there's quite a lot to talk about from this game, isn't there really? Mm. 
we played an actual four four two, which surprised me. Do you think he'll stick with that? I would. I don't. I don't know. For next game, though, it being Derby away, it's a toughie, and it's. Do you know the thing that does it for me? It's not who it is. Size is back. Where's he going to play in a four four two? The only play, the only, the only thing you could do, and it's I won't do it. It's not fair to Hernandez, but he went left. But then where does Hernandez go? Yeah. Or you, you play him as like a support striker. I won't be too opposed to that. that I won't be. But that's prob- what I thought. That's what I think is most likely. But I liked Lasaga having someone to do donkey work for him. Yeah. I think I think that yeah, helps. Yeah. Ekuman wasn't the most effective player, but. He still puts in a shift in you know in that first however long he was on for was it an hour or so. He he puts in a lot of running and closing down and and I think having someone like that kind of motivates Lasaga to do a bit more as well. Yeah, which is quite nice to see. I will say I, that's one of the better games I've seen out of Lasaga. Um, just at times even seen him in in our half just trying to break up play a little bit. Um, you know it. it I think he has, like you say, he's got sort of renewed interest now. Um, and I do think possibly after the Newport game, it's been a bit of a kick up the arse for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I suppose we, I mean, we're awful first half, so you do have to lace some of that. That's mostly on the players, I think, but some of it has to go on manager, always does. Yeah. But one difference between him and Christensen is the subs he made made a difference. And there was some sort of logic towards yeah. it and all, which had been lacking for the last few weeks under Christiansen. Yeah, there was no striker going off when you're behind. Yeah. I mean, there was. Ekiban went off, but another one came on. It wasn't like... Yeah, that and he, and he offered something different in Roof coming on. He yeah. offers... It's totally different, isn't it, what you get yeah. into Ekiban. Yeah, it's much more of a natural goal scorer than Ekiban, even yeah. if his work rate and his pace isn't as high. Yeah. Uh, the last main question out of that game, then, just... I'm pretty sure that this will be quite short, but... It's been asked all over Twitter. It's about the fourth time I've had to ask it this season. Veedvald, does he stay in for you? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think now, at this point, there's not much point. We're not going to get much from dropping him. No. I think it's just going to kind of shatter his confidence even more. So the other thing I would say is once it gets to a point when we can no longer mathematically go up, then maybe have a look at, like you say, be. Peacock, Farrell, uh, Miazek, or uh, I was reading through your tweets from the under twenty three game today, and maybe give Hoffer a go. Will Hoffer was really you good know, today, by the way. Right? It was really good. My man at match today. I'll go. It, say, it might well have been Hassana if he hadn't got himself sent off for diving. Brilliant. Because <laughs> up until then he'd been pretty good. <laughs> I think the uh, yeah out of the three options that, that you know are more realistic out for you. I think Lonergan just forget about it. He was eye on God anyway, will not he? I yeah. think he's there just making up numbers. But I'm with Casey. If, if and when it gets to the point where it's mathematically certain we're not doing anything, fill him in then. Give him a chance. Oh, yeah. If we're six games left, 12 points off playoffs, 12, <laughs> four, 15, 16 points off, yeah. you know, we're just and safe as well. You know, just one of them where you just you are mid-table no matter what. Then yeah, that's the time. Maybe play Peacock Farrell, maybe Hosanna, El Don El Dostoevsky. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was trying to come up with any any random word with Dostoevsky. And Dostoevsky 
is Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. Ah, El Rusky. <laughs> That's his new one. He's a collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking commie. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Hell, the under 23s have been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so, you know. Away from that game and now, there's been little bits of news, not all that much. Uh, Victor Sanchez, the one, the victor that played on wing for Deportivo won the Champions League, uh, came out in press saying that he was contacted about the Leeds job. But he didn't say, like, he turned it down and they went with Heckingbottom. He said, they, they, they contacted me, but they went with Heckingbottom. What, what, what is he doing at the moment, uh, if anything? I'm not sure if he's in the job now. He was managing Betis. Mm, yeah... Uh, I think if apparently he is after an English job because he's been linked with a few, so I think his agent must be getting his name over. Yeah, out of the two, I'm glad. Although he's managed at a decent level, but it sounds of it, I'm glad they've gone for an English manager out of two. Um, I know people have got the reservations about Eckingbottom, but at least he knows the league. I think if if they're your two options, I'd, I'd, I would sooner have an English manager. Yeah, um, it, it's a, another odd one to crop up. It's probably a step at least it's a step above being you know in the cypriot leagues um but yeah i think it's probably best that we went with an english manager i don't don't know at times i do wonder if they hire an english manager so that they can fail and then go look look you need a foreigner (laughs) go get one of them spaniards they know how to play the nice game. And in walks Tom Art. Pierce. <laughs> imagine Ian Hart if we'd have if we'd have got a, if we'd have appointed a Spanish manager. Jesus Christ! Imagine it. <laughs> I'm putting it out there now. That's why Raúl Bravo's loan spell failed miserably at Leeds. Ian Hart made That's his life hell. That's what it hell. is. <laughs> Ian Hart bullied him. He's still pi- he's still pissed off about. It. That's it. <laughs> We've unlocked it. <laughs> He looked at Raul Bravo, did he, and Art, thinking, I got linked with Barcelona, Roma, everyone. That bastard shows up and I end up at Levante and Blackpool. <laughs> right, well, uh, then there was just annoying news. Uh, Tyler Roberts arrived injured, got back in training for a day. Now has a crack in his shin and will be out for an extended period. Yay! Uh, are we assuming that he probably had that when he signed? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds likely, doesn't it? But, you know, we have top medical facilities at, uh, at Thorpe Arch. If they were taking a chance on it, then that's fine. But Just be honest. Yeah, because <laughs> di- didn't Don Matteo fail his medical and everything? And yeah. Then he was... <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But, yeah... I think, uh, I, think that was, I think Don Matteo failed the sobriety test, though. He definitely f- failed on certain bookmaking sites. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have to say allegedly that, either. No, he wrote it in his book. I mean, I love Don Matteo, but it's true. <laughs> uh, speaking of injuries, it sounds like Connor Shawness is going to need an operation because it's similar to Ailing's injury, and Ailing's had his. Yeah. Ailing's target is to be fit for the start of pre-season, so we're not seeing him again this year. No. So Shawness is to be fit for November? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But then, then he has a setback, so... Call it March. Oh, no, so he's out a, for a year. KC, it's fine. 
we're safe now. I've just read down to the next point now what we're going to make. Yeah, our, the big, who's our really big injury news is that following cracked ribs, Wasim Boy is back in training. Yes. When was he in training? I didn't realise he'd gone away to come back to training. I know that he was in training because they showed one of them like 50 second videos at players arriving and he was like the last guy on one. <laughs> but yeah. I, do you think he gets in a match day squad between now and the end of the season? Possibly, yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't sit. Yeah. I'm not saying he's good enough. Well, we I don't, think he will. I mean, we don't know. From what we've heard, he isn't, but we don't know. No. Yeah, we don't know. But if he's not good, if he's not good enough to get into the Leonessa team, and I've not seen Leonessa play, and, you know, sorry to shatter the illusion that we watch all the Leonessa games as well to keep check on uh, Yosuke and uh, Boy before that. But you know, clearly Boy wasn't good enough to play for Leonessa and I'm not entirely sure but I would take a wild guess that Leonessa probably quite aren't up to our standards so it doesn't fill me with confidence that if he can't play for them that he's going to get in the team for us no. apparently uh, Idaguchi hasn't had the best start either out there I saw he started Is he started their last game yeah I think he got subbed at half time mm. oh. oh I think a lot of it though could Met- be just especially with uh, Idaguchi just you know, it's it could be just culture thing. Yeah, hell of a culture shift. Isn't yeah. It? Here, have three days in England, then go to Spain. Go. Make it's it true, happen. actually, because nothing prepares you for Beeston quite like six months in Spain. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> They're almost identical. <laughs> Same language. Well, it is at Leeds. Yep. <laughs> Here's your Yorkshire pudding and your pint of bitter. Drink it, eat it, and fuck off to Spain. Listen, work for Tony Yaboa. <laughs> Loved his Yorkshire puddings, <laughs> did that lad. He likes a lot of food. <laughs> so I got the power, it's all in my ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of young players, some amount of loan, uh, Heckingbottom said that he won't be just giving away debuts to kids, but he has watched them a few times. And uh, Clark and Pierce have been training with first team. Clark's not now because he's out in Qatar. I haven't actually put it in my notes, but all the under-18s and some under-16s, I think, are out in Qatar at minute playing in a tournament. Right. It's, like a, it's like a tri-nation set-up, or tri-whatever they want to call it. It's basically a three-way tournament that they do quite regularly. I was reading an article about it. I think it was, uh, I believe it was Moscow White from the Square Ball posted a link to their website, which talks about the tournament, and then they post the results as well. Um. And yeah, they, they do get a good range of teams that are in there. You see um, international teams playing like under-20 fixtures there. Um, a lot of anywhere from like the under-15s to under-18s from like Real Madrid, Palmeiras, uh, Liverpool, PSG. So they do, they do get a good range there. Yeah, they do try. Try. Well, yeah, uh, we were on about him earlier. It's Kind of a, it could be a big thing for us actually, but Lasaga said his future will be decided at end of season. But he does seem to be a lot happier now at Leeds. Apparently, his uh, missus and his kid have moved over now, right? Which cool. I'm guessing has helped. Yeah. But that's been one of the main topics of conversation. Uh, if we are able to find a deal that could work, would you want him back next year? Um, a lot depends on what you've just said. If it the depends deal's on right, it depends on his wages. If a fee, how much? I'm guessing it won't be much because they 
Although they might go down, they're bottom at league, aren't they? They always get out of it, though, to Hamburg. They, they, they really they go, do. If they go down, you'd think they'd want him in Bundesliga too. You'd think so, but whether he'd want to stay for a kickoff, and whether they could afford, yeah. Um, what is it on fifty? Is it fifty k a week? Apparently, it's about fifty grand a week. Now, if he was willing to come, he would be willing to take a pay cut. It depends how much of a pay cut. I think it'd still be on thirty, thirty-five grand. I was thinking more for them because even if he's got a bit of a you know a, a relegation clause in there. Still a big way to be playing it uh, to be paying in a second division. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of clubs in Germany, especially like the more well-known ones like Hamburg, they are run hell of a lot more securely than ours. I, I do think, but um, you, you can just say better. It's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I won't be. I won't be too bothered about him being here next season, provided the wages were right. If he's going to be swallowing up more than thirty, thirty-five thousand pound a week of your wage budget, it's the better that we could go for. Mm. I say, if if we could get the deal right, I would. I, I I think if you play him properly and stop trying to use him as a target man and stuff, I think he's a. Yeah. I think he's twenty-five goals. Oh, if you have a, if you have him with a willing runner, mm. then yeah, but. It all depends on money. But it does sound like... At the start of the season, I would have said no chance. And now I think there's a chance. Yeah, It's just an interesting move for someone on a season-long loan to... And I'm guessing, you know, his family will have been over here a bit longer than, you know, it would have been the day his wife moved over that it got reported. But, you know, if they're moving over in January, mm. you know, it's a, it's a fairly short time to move over for to then move back. So yeah, I think, you do you do wonder if they've had an if there's been an inclination towards you know, you know any sort of talk towards him from his agent or from the club you know saying if if we can make a deal happen we we would like this to happen and that's why that's happened. It's possible, but I think it's probably got more to do with they wouldn't wanted to move the kid over until it was like two or three months old. Mm-hmm. It's still, oh, yeah, true. Because because uh, the kid was born like the day the night before the Ipswich game, wasn't it? Because yeah, when he scored right. in that yeah, game, scored. <laughs> but it's it's still a big upheaval, though, isn't it? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, like KC says, when you've only got a few months of the season left, it, you know if there were nothing there at all, would you bother? Hopefully, she really likes New Victoria quarters. <laughs> <laughs> well. Interestingly, um, there is a picture of her in the German edition of 442 behind the bar of the pavilion with the bar staff. And I, I know it's because I know one of the guys who works back there. I thought you were going to say because I read the German version of 442. <laughs> the Via Via Zwei. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Pierce only reads See? Quattro Quattro Dos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, you know, so, uh, I think one of the guys I, I know, he posted this picture on Facebook and it's her there behind the bar with a couple of the bar staff who look slightly uncomfortable. Um, do they look as uncomfortable as that picture of Lasogga and his mum? <laughs> well, I haven't seen that. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'll send you it after we have done the call <laughs> if I can find it. <laughs> but, but she certainly looks a bit drunk. Um, so Yeah. Interesting, but she seems to be acclimatising well. Well, Leeds, people like a beer. Germany, people like a beer. Yeah. Should be all right. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, 
in slightly less high profile news, Liam Kitchens extended his loan at Harrogate till end of season. Fair enough. Even at that level, because it's actual competitive football, I do think it's better than playing youth football for Leeds. Yeah. Uh, scored last week, apparently. So got his first goal from centre back. So like we said in the past, there's there's an expectation in under twenty threes, but there's you know there's a genuine expectation of some sorts when you're out there, even if it's Allegate Town. So yeah. Yeah. He's going to be playing in front of you know. 300 of the most well-behaved, politest fans in the country. There is a certain expectation there. Yeah, that's true. They're not scum like Harrogate Railway. <laughs> <laughs> in, my, in my head, though, it, it, you know, he you get someone playing at Harrogate Town, you know, trying to get the you know get his teammates side to go, fucking come on, boys, and there's someone on the side and go, oh, we do not care for that here, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a bit tickled there. Jack's just unexpected... Fucking tired about Harrogate Railway. <laughs> just go, yeah, the scum. Very, very other team. <laughs> That's the working class side of Harrogate. <laughs> There's three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, and then this afternoon, which is quite good timing for us, uh, Leeds have announced a freeze on season ticket prices if you buy by Friday the 30th of March. And that's based on whatever it was this season. So, like, yours, Connie, because yours was frozen from last season. Yeah, so it'll stay... To begin with, so it would the stay the same. Because I got mine start of this season, it's frozen at that. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair yeah. enough, yeah. Um, so, yeah, now, um, if you've had it for a couple of years, North and South is 445, for me, 536, new ones, 562. Yep. Uh, the... <laughs> The West Stand now. <laughs> 537 for if you had it two years, 646 for last year, 710 quid for a new one. Yep. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, that's so much. Jeez. Family is 398, 508. And just East is 537, 646, and 678. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the, new, the prices for non renewals are a joke. Yeah. They're so high. It is good that they've put FREs on them for renewals. Yeah. Uh, but the most interesting thing for me, and something that I'm genuinely tempted by, renewing my ticket in COP is 536 quid. Mm. Now, the atmosphere in the ends is better in North and oh, South yeah. than yeah, it is yeah. side on. Everyone knows that. But if you buy, they're allowing season tickets in the stand up again next season. Right. And if you get one in the back eight rows of the stand-upper, mm -hmm. but you can get one pretty near halfway. Yeah. 349 quid. You're joking. That's 15 pounds, like between 15.15 and 15.20 per game. When I when I was a kid, um, me and my dad had season tickets up in the um, upper tier at East Stand. We weren't right at the back. I'd say we were about a quarter at way up the second tier. Mm. And brilliant view. You know, it's... Um, but for that price, it's I'm so much to think about. I am about, seriously tempted to get one of them. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. One, my eyes are pretty good. Yeah. So watching it from that high, I still think that I'd get a better idea of the game from yeah, that yeah, yeah. than I would from the cop which helps for writing stuff about it. And, mm. But also, it's the East Stand Upper. How often is it going to sell out? Well, it isn't. I'm probably not going to be getting one with someone unless 
KC gets back in the country and we see what happens. Genuinely, I will. I, 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 I will. I was about. This. I was about to give it a. Uh, <coughs> yeah. If KC is back in the country, but what I was thinking is genuinely, if fans don't sell out, buy one in the back eight rows. Wait till four minutes into the game. And just move. And just walk <laughs> down. I seriously, <laughs> I'm I'm in the West Stand at the moment, but I'm I'd consider three hundred and fifty quid. It's nothing. It's really not a bad deal, and no. I'm I'm genuinely tempted to do it. It's not a bad deal. Sign up by March and then they'll sell Janssen and fucking Sizel go. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Daryl on Twitter did tweet as well. He just said, great, I can spend six hundred and fifty quid to renew my ticket and then we can sell Janssen and Sizel in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, for the East Stand Up, I'd, I'd definitely take that, especially, um, yeah, just just getting in, like you say, I think if you if you don't have an issue seeing particularly or um you know if you're not too fussed for being tightly packed in <laughs> to either the north or south stand then it is a it's a good alternative to have at that price like you say for what what was it like between 15 and 16 quid a game no it's like it's definitely 15 something my math skills out what the ones were i think it's like it's like 15 17 or something 15 pounds 17 like you you can't knock that no no, you can't. It's um, it's like you say. It's um, if you're willing to, you know, compromise maybe a little bit of atmosphere that you get there as well. Um, but still, for that price, I think there'd be more people than oh. we'd have on that um, would take you up on it. Fifteen point one seven three nine. There you the, go. It's the point zero zero three nine, Bob Shaw. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's one thing that interests me is whenever I look at the price of the West End, I always kind of think of it as um, in terms of trying to boost your reputation. Because if you look now, especially for new applicants, or even just renewing how expensive it is in the West End, you want to push as many people as you can over to the East End, mm-hmm. make that look more full each week. Because so, for the amount of times we're on TV, you want that to look full. And I think if you're someone like Radrizani who cares as much about you know public image and reputation as he does if you you know the west end is but you barely ever see it on tv I, so if you try I and push everyone onto the side hmm. yeah um you know you, you will i think the only time you ever see it is when there's someone taking a throw in down there but even then you don't see much of it no if you can push as many people as you can over to the east side to, uh, over to the east end and fill that up as much as possible um to make it look like we have like even when, even when we haven't sold out that we have I just like it West End because you get to serve your beer in a glass not that's like not animal. being in the West End mate that's being in the Brenda suite <laughs> yeah that's a different that. thing well like it's 350 quid in East End Upper how much is a Brenda suite one Jesus Christ have you got the prices for the renewals there I, d- I don't think Brenda suite was on the list no normally the Brenda suite it was on there that's it it should that, be it, on there it normally was on there, but looking at the list now, it does it's nothing family. there. No, there's just around. West Stand. It'll be whatever it was last yeah, year, yeah. but but I tell you what, though, it's. Um, I bet. Does that mean you could you could get two in the stand upper for one in the Bremner Uh Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's big difference. Is G- that give or take a thirty quid? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you could. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good idea of them, definitely. Um, like I say, I, I went up there 
quite a bit when I was a kid, when my dad used to take me. Um, not, as I say, not quite as far back as that, but, you know, up enough. Yeah. And it, it was it was great, you know. It was, you didn't miss anything, you know. It, it, like I say, if, you, if your eyes are all right and you're happy to lose a little bit of atmosphere, mm. go for it. I say for the 200 quid's worth of difference. I'd, I'd be willing to take that. I'm kind of tempted. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Right, well, that didn't seem to take that long, so do you reckon we've got time to sneak in a Who Plaids? I think we have. Uh, KC, as you're in Portland and have a laptop and we're just sat in a studio, I think you're the one asking. Uh, yeah. The, there'll be no cut to you at home. So, KC, have you got a game for us? <laughs> I do have. I have just the game for you guys. We are going to go back to Wednesday, the 14th of March, 2001. Ooh. And Leeds played uh, their final Champions League group game against Lazio in a 3-3 draw at Ellen Road. We made a number of changes to the team still. All first team players. It's not it's not Leeds v Derby here. There's no there's no Roberto uh, Bailey. <laughs> no, no Roberto <laughs> Bailey, unfortunately. Uh, the only thing that this doesn't tell me is the subs that came on. So I will allow, we named six subs because I believe we were going through a bit of an injury crisis at that point. Uh, so I will also give points for the substitutes that you guys name. By the way, how mental was the Champions League structure that year? Mm-hmm. Group game in March. Yep, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that was the second group stage. Yeah. After you've, two go through from the first yeah we what did we do third round of qualifying group yep. stage finish that group stage and then was it straight and then to the quarter then final straight to, straight to depot in the cars in valencia and the semis yeah yeah all right so let me have a look i have a coin here uh i will let uh jack you call it heads it is heads do you want to go first or second uh sure i'll go first it's, this is another one of the bad ones because I mean I was there yeah well there that's um... it's just with it being because we'd already qualified I think haven't we that is 17 yes. years ago <laughs> it is 17 years ago but it's it's for oh, Champions League yeah. don't, don't, don't say that Con sorry I feel old <laughs> we are old yeah. <laughs> oh god alright um, Jack your first guess right who will have definitely played despite there being changes you see, there's two that I thought, and then I thought, actually, no. No, they might not have done. Did we have many other we options? We'll go with the we'll go with the two wrong, yeah. you're not out. Okay, uh, then there's a chance it could be wrong, because we do, it's possible to have brought in someone else. Uh, Brexit means Brexit, Ian Hart. Ian Hart was in the starting lineup, correct. Cool. Over to Connie. I'm going to go with Alan Smith. Alan Smith is incorrect. Wow. See, this. He's not in the starting lineup or on the bench. Wow. This is what worried me because yeah. of it's that game. <laughs> like, normally you could just go the main team. If it weren't for the main 11, yeah. with two guesses, you'd, with two wrongs, you'd get it. Yeah, yeah. But with changes, it can be a bit tricky. Mm. Uh, uh, back to Jack. Well, if he wasn't in the squad at all, then the other one must have been Viduka. Mark Viduka is correct. Starting or bench? 
he was starting. Mm. He, I will say, leads were playing a uh, the Quattro Quattro fucking dose <laughs> in this game. Like them. And back to Con Cannon. This has knocked me that now. The Smithy thing's knocked me. <laughs> and I don't go for goalie. <laughs> I'm avoiding that as well. <laughs> um, I will say, either way you. Yeah, we're going to say. Oh, yeah, if we're getting yourself. subs. If we're getting subs, we're probably all right. I'll start it. I'm yeah, losing so- it because I've lost a life already. Martin. Uh, correct. Nigel Martin was one of the two goalkeepers in the squad. Started out on the Jack. bench. Uh, he was on the bench. I said Rob well, played. Well, I field, assume then that Paul Robinson. <laughs> yep, Jack, that is correct. Paul Robinson starting in goal. Yeah, it was. It took us a while. When, oh yeah, we're getting subs as well. It, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Oli Decor. That is correct. He was also on the bench. Jesus. I will, the one clue I will give you is we had. Uh, two of our big name defenders and I will say the big name defenders were not involved in this game the biggest of the big names Danny Hay (laughs) is uh, is that an answer Jack? no no, (laughs) No, for the love of God no no, but he was there so he was there so it is possible that he was at least on the bench but I'm going to be safer and I'm going to say Danny Mills Danny Mills is correct playing central defence that night in that case then if he was playing central defence I'm going to go with Gary Kelly that is correct Gary Kelly at right back back to Jack just for where you reacted Danny Hay Danny Hay is correct Jesus (laughs) yes he, he was one of the central defenders on the bench back to Connie I'm taking a risk here. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm saving it till later when I'm getting a bit more desperate. I'm going to go for... Kewel. That is correct. Mark Viduka's strike partner for the evening. Glad I didn't go with what I was going to do then. Uh, there are no more big-name strikers in the team. I'll say that. Hmm. There is there is a striker on the bench, but yes. he is not a big name. No, it could uh, be one of the ones that I think. It, mm. I've got a From, good idea. Right, uh, oh, what was he injured at that point? If the car was on the bench, I'm gonna say, I will say to you just from the starting lineup, you have one central defender, and you have the whole of the midfield left. So a right mid, a left mid, and two centre mids. Good. That's what I have on my piece of paper <laughs> as gaps. Uh, you see, it's just because we made changes that I'm scared. Yeah. But he, he barely rested that season. Lee Bowyer. Lee Bowyer is correct. He was a central midfielder that night. Um. Uh, one thing I will say, Harry Kuehl was up front. Mm. I'm going to say David Batty. David Batty is correct. He was on the bench, though. Say what? That's not bad on bench for centre mids. Decor and Batty. Oh, Batty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen McPhail. Stephen McPhail is incorrect. I'm shocked Ooh. at that. I thought it'd have been in there. Yeah. No, um, there is. That's one of them each. Yep. So you are both down. A life. Uh, back to Concannon. 
Uh, Eric Backer is incorrect. Jesus. No, Eric Backer. Wow. I was pretty wow. sure that was right. I mean, he, he scored a fair Yeah, he scored a few in game Champions League, didn't he? Wow. So, my two wrong guesses have been Eric Backer and Alan Smith. No, <laughs> <laughs> <I> no. <know>. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, we still have a central defender, a centre midfielder, your left and right midfielder. We have a central defender on the bench and a striker on the bench. Right, I'm scared because all the ones coming into my head, I'm scared Did of wrong fit? because it was a rotating <laughs> team. Uh, who, who definitely worked? Oh, who, who might? If we were making a load of changes, I'm going to take a shot that one at wingers is Darren Huckaby. Oh, that is incorrect. I had him earmarked for the other striker. Well, it's, it was Viduka and Kewell. I'm on the bench. Oh. <laughs> if I remember rightly, Huckabee had gone at this point because he played in the first group stages. Yeah, he but, did, yeah. But he was not around at this point. Oh, he already gone. Because I, I yes, just rem- you- I remember him scoring against Besiktas. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, like you say, he came on. I think he made at least three or four sub appearances in the Champions League but he never yeah I think by this point he'd left he was either out on loan or he or we'd sold him Fair I enough. think one of the uh, transfer questions I think we sold him at Man City I think that was one of the things that got asked before yeah <laughs> in an old yeah. quiz uh, so that's two incorrect answers each so uh, let's go let's go to Connie and then after that I will start giving clues as to players right well d- un- I I think I've got a decent shout here for mm. one of the um, uh, wingers. Jason Wilcox. Okay. Yeah. Jason Wilcox is correct. Yeah. yeah, as soon as you said that. <laughs> Forgot about him, actually. Yeah. I like, actually. <laughs> he is one of the forgotten players of that period, especially the season before <laughs> when Kewell was out injured. He had a great run. Wasn't that the, uh, the year he scored that absolute belter against Sunderland at Stadium Alight? Him and yeah, him and Bridges scored because yeah. that was Bridges' return. Yeah. Yeah. My, my memory of him scoring a belter was that right-footed screamer against Bolton, Bolton when Danny Mills scored a left-foot screamer in the same game. Wasn't that the one that hit Bard and went yeah. in a belter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do we have left? We have two midfielders and a centre back. Yeah, we have centre back, centre mid. I'm going to say for the right midfielder, we probably know him better as a right back. I I do I did have one that I was gonna say earlier because I know for a fact he played in the Champions League, uh, but and um, that's Alan Mabry. Alan Mabry, yeah. Alan Mabry is correct. Ben he was the right midfielder. Oh, he was the right midfielder. I remember because he came up when we were talking about the four three against Derby. Yeah, yeah. He also got injured. And I think it was like the last two minutes uh, and got stretched off and I believe they had a free kick and scored from it right. if I remember rightly but I know he went off injured right at the end you have a much better memory of this game than I do for certain yeah uh, this this game really stands out to me this this game is one of the reasons now on Football Manager whenever it gets to the end of a, a group stage or a season I rest a lot of my first team <laughs> This this is the game that started that um, so what do we have left? We've got one, two, three, four left. And starting, we've got a centre, a centre-half still getting a centre midfielder. Yeah. 
Yes. And then two subs. Um, it's so weird because there's so many centre-backs that we both know, but we don't Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw one out there and all, and I think it's, it could be... I think it is wrong. Seth Johnson. Uh, that is incorrect. Shock horror. Injured, I bet. Uh, had I, we signed him at this I'm point? I'm not sure. I can't remember what's it. It Did, was about that time, wasn't it? I, I, yeah, I can't remember exactly when we signed him, to be honest. Very forgettable period, to be honest. I keep trying to think if it, we'd signed him in January, and then I remember we didn't have a transfer window at this point. You could yeah. just buy people whatever you wanted. Yeah. It was a magical era. <laughs> uh, so that's Connie with three incorrect answers. So, Jack, it's on to you now. Right. It's not players, it's who. <laughs> it's just because we know of as rest. Yep. Oh, but actual squad actual members, centre- I've got about nine uh, in my head. <laughs> well, I mean, we have three top level centre backs that we haven't said. Yep. And two of them didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to bite the bullet here on one of them. I think I might have to. Just try to think who else it could be. Oh, no, sorry, when I said three, I'm lying. Four. <laughs> Who is most likely to play out of them? Oh yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah. I thought I honestly forgot about the one who scored a fucking great goal. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Don Matteo. Don Matteo is correct. Oh, he was in the starting lineup. He was, he was Danny Mills's defensive partner. Get in. Because I was so there's <laughs> so many options at centre back, but we knew that you've arrested most of them, so yeah. I was scared. So we have a central midfielder in the starting lineup, a central defender, and a striker on the bench. The central defender is the biggest name of the three. It is not Michael Dubery. <laughs> yeah. God. It's probably one of the ones we've been avoiding, then. Um, I'm going to say Radaby. It is not Lucas Radaby. Bugger. <laughs> on to Jack. Then... It's a 50-50 one now. (laughs) (laughs) We had injuries. One of them's always injured, so so it's statistically less likely to be him, so I'm going to say Rio. It is not Rio (laughs) Ferdinand. In that case, then, Johnny Woodgate. Correct. (laughs) It is Jonathan Woodgate. (laughs) So what are we on now? I'm on four, he's on three, yeah? Yep. Right. And what have we got left? A striker on the bench and, and a central yeah, midfielder. A shit right. striker and a shit central midfielder. Shit striker. I've got... Was he... Had he come through yet as a shit central midfielder? I'm not... I'm No, I was going to say um, there's an argument that he never came through even as he continued his career. Uh, I've got an answer for centre mid spot. I've got one that I'm not sure about and I know he was there around that time and I know he did I'm, I'm 99% certain he played in that run and the rotation uh, as well because KC sounded disparaging it's got rid of one of my two options so I'm going to go with uh, the young Paul Ocon Jacob Burns God. it is Jacob Burns, Jacob Burns. that is correct to close out the starting lineup, uh, Robinson in goal, Kelly, Hart, Mills, and Matteo, 
Boyer, Burns, Mabry, Wilcox, and Viduka and Kewell. We back. drew with Lazio with Alan Mabry and Jacob Burns in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a team, wasn't it? <laughs> So, and, and bear in mind they had players like Ravinelli, they had Nedved and so Lopez <laughs> Stankovic Satya, a very good team Mihailovic they also had Atilio Lombardo <laughs> so all we've got then is a striker and a shit one at yes. that and I, I went first and I think we've lost three lives each no I've lost four oh, have you lost four? I've lost four. Oh. I think I have anyway, KC. Okay, yes. Yeah. Ah, right. Um, it's my go and all, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's what's, yep. That's why I'm thrown off. It's because we only named six subs, so we've got another number. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I'm not even sure if he were a striker now, I'll be honest with you all, but just because you were saying he was a shit one, Tony Ackworth. Tony Hackworth is correct. Yes. Well done. <laughs> For me, it was a 50-50 between him and Lee Matthews. Didn't Lee so, Matthews so, play at the New Camp? Oh, well, that Hackworth. Didn't they both play at the New Camp? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we will come. To, we we might come to that one on another day. But that yeah, that's the subs bench of Martin Decor, Woodgate, Batty, Hay, Hackworth. <laughs> really, really tails off at the end. So, uh, what do we end up on that, then, Casey? Uh, let's have a look. So Jack has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Connie with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh. <laughs> That's close. Basically, Jack you, got... You can have a massive go at David O'Leary for not naming a seventh sub because he might have got you a draw. You're the bell end. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Connie got all but one of the subs and Jack got most of the starting lineup. I'll be honest, with the striker, I would have been an hour in. Uh, when you said that Huckabee were on the wing, that that threw that one out. Um, then I was thinking Bridges, then I thought, no, he'll have been crocked around then. Mm. And then when you said he was shit, I thought, well, Bridges wants shit, he was just a crock. <laughs> no, when, if you... Going into that, I had two. I had Hackworth or Lee Matthews. I thought that it'd be one of them. Yeah. And if it had been neither of them, I don't think he was anywhere near the first team yet. But if it had been neither of them, I'd have probably ended up with like Simon Johnson or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been out Caleb, of young. I'd have been out Caleb of youngsters. Bolan. Craig Fagan. <laughs> just throw Craig Fagan out there and all. I'm just thinking with Warren players. Warren Feeney. <laughs> wow. Warren fucking Feeney. So, yep, that is this week's Who Played. Yeah. Back to normal. Back to Connie losing. Okay. Sorry about it anyway. When I do, when I'm going back to fucking 1954 for you both, you can go bollocks. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, Wednesday night. On telly again. Decent pub Tradition. night, Wednesday. Traditional. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you finished that off then. If you'd have left that at Tradish, I don't think you could have been on podcast anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not too hipster. <laughs> yeah, uh, their last, Derby's last five, 2 0 loss at Chef Wednesday at weekend, 1 0 win Norwich, 3 0 win over Brentford, 0 0 Millwall, 0 0 Bristol City. I'll go through theirs first because they've got a really strong squad. It's no wonder up there. Carson Ingol, who's won player at month, just signed a new contract as well. He's been in really good form. Defensive options, Chris Baird, Richard Keogh, Curtis Davies, Craig Forsyth at left back. And then backups, 
Wisdom and Max Olsen. Midfield, Tom Hulston, Joe Ledley, Bradley Johnson, George Forney, Ketchiania, and they've just signed Casey Bauman on loan from Chelsea. He was awesome in Moss. He, was, he played really day. well for Huddersfield. And then the like, attacking options for the sort of... I mean, they've been playing Vidra sort of in behind, haven't they? And he's been... He, in with a decent shout when he played with year this year. Well, yeah, it looks like he did about three, four years yeah. ago again, doesn't he? When he looks, at Watford. Apart, but yeah. in addition to Vidra, Tom Lawrence, Sam Winall, Andy Vyman, Dave Nugent and Cameron Jerome. Where's, um, where's Johnny Russell now? I think he went to America. Ah, did he? I was going to say, because at one point he looked all... I know he had his injuries. Yeah. I thought he was still there, that's all. Yeah, no, I think he went in January. Ah, fair enough. I'm not 100%. But, yeah, they've got a really good squad, really good side, fourth in the league. But for the first time in a long time, we have options. Because mm. size, Berardi and Cooper are all back. Now, out of them, out of them three, I wouldn't drop Anita to facilitate Berardi and I'd keep I, with Debock. I would drop Debock. Fair enough. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm pissed off with him. But, um, drop, I, to bark, must drop, drop. <laughs> <laughs> But I think the other two, Cooper's got to come back in, hasn't he? I know Pennington and really done all majorly wrong, but before, I'd soon have Cooper. If, before his terrible, terrible first half yesterday, mm. I would have been tempted to stick with Pennington. Mm. But... Now I think I would go back to Jansen and Cooper. And obviously Despite size. Cooper's massive idiocy and getting oh, yeah. sent off in the first place. And size obviously walks back in, despite him being a yeah. dickhead. He, you know, he's, he's served his time. Yeah. I think he's... He's his best player. Yeah, he needs to come back in, doesn't he? It's, it's wrong what he did. I think everyone agrees, but he walks back into that team. Yeah, yeah that, that team they, they have is ridiculous, but I just, I really want them to fail now because they've done it so many times. And they they must be close to facing some sort of punishment for the money they must be paying for that team. Well, when you when you look at that, I mean, Curtis Davies must be on big wages. Carson will be on his new deal. Huddleston will be. Bradley Johnson will be. Uh, Tom Lawrence will be on big money. Nugent Vyman will be. Well. Nugent will be. Cameron Jerome will be. Vidra will be. So we'll we'll see. But uh, do you think that the formation will change with size coming back? I think it's got to. Uh, definitely, it's got to if he's um, if he's back in the squad. Yeah, I think so. I think he's too good to leave out. So, what, what do we reckon? Do we think it'll be back to four two three one? Uh, yeah. And part of me don't want it to because Lasaga, we got we seem to get more out of him when he had someone up there properly with him. But size is that good? You need to accommodate him. It's it's a tough one, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah, the the only thing that I can think of is to just look, is to just use sort of free roll two attacking mids off Lasaga and have Hernandez and size, and just let them move about and play three proper centre mids to cover. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that'd work, and especially with only two days to prepare from the last game. And you're playing fourth in league away from home. Yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? Mm. Are, you say, are you saying play the Christmas tree? Yeah, basically. It could work. We've got mm. enough sentiments for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, this week, we'll actually, me and Connie will actually remember that Adam Forshaw exists. Yeah, when we got home, all the midfield options we were going through, we've just spent four and a half million pounds on Adam Forshaw and we haven't mentioned him. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I came up with a theory after because a guy messaged us on Twitter saying, did you two actually forget about Foreshow? Yep. And I just went, yeah. And my theory is that we spent so long talking about the centre mids that were playing shit and were out of form that we forgot about the one that was good. Yeah, <laughs> we actually, you know, completed a pass and yeah. made a few tackles, yeah. Uh, I could see him being skipper next season. Yeah. I will say I wasn't too impressed with O'Kane and Forshaw alongside each other. I know Forshaw can get forward a little bit more, but I did think they, they played a very similar style to each other, again, at least against Bristol. Yeah. If someone's coming in alongside Forshaw, do you think it'll be Phillips or Vieira? Because it will be one of them. I, I think, can't see it being O'Kane again. I think given how, he, how, how it looked like he performed when he came on, I won't be too against giving Phillips a go. Mm. I suppose a lot depends on how fit Vieira is. Yeah. If Vieira's fully fit, I'd quite like Vieira and Forshaw in a tough game away from home. Mm. Yeah, I suppose what, what Vieira offers you in, in middle at park, obviously Phillips makes up for higher up the pitch, than it? Depends how Eckingbottom's going to approach it, really, yeah. doesn't it, between two of them. There is part of me, though, thinks it, it would be quite good for Vieira to maybe have another game out, just uh, as good as he is. I know he's had a couple of small injury problems and he hasn't spent a whole lot of time off so you know don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if he had another game sitting out just give him a, a bit of a break uh, so we're thinking do, I know you said you wouldn't bring Berardi back in mm. right back but do you think that's what'll happen I think it will um, but I do think as I say given a little bit that I've seen I think it's harsh on Anita but yeah. I, I think it will um I I'd st- like I say I'd stick with Anita for yeah, it. Um, I, it kind of depends how much uh, Heckingbottom will have seen of Berardi. Again, like you say, in terms of if we're coming up against a team like that, it might be worth having Berardi at left back as a more defensive-minded option. Yeah, that that is what I do. I'd leave Anita in and I would put Debock on the bench and play Berardi at left back. But that's not what I think will happen. No, I think it'll be Viedvald Berardi. I do think Cooper's going to win out. So Janssen, Cooper, yeah. Debock. I think it'll be Forshaw and Vieira. Right. See, I, I'd go with Forshaw and Phillips, yeah. but yeah. Uh, and then I think it'll be Hernandez left, size at 10. Dallas right. I was just going to say, Stuart Dallas deserves to stay in. Ali Oscar, keep da- him on bench. Dallas didn't have his best game by any stretch, but no. it's another one, tough game, someone who works up and down. Yeah. I think it'll be Dallas and Lasaga up front. Yeah, and I think having Dallas in there and all, I mean, we've mentioned it for a couple of weeks now, I think giving Alioski two or three weeks out of the squad might just well give him a kick up ass. Um, hopefully for running, we'll see him kick on a little bit. Yeah, and it does give him the option, I mean, they'll have Ekiban and Roof on the bench. If he wants to switch it up and go to up top, he's got yeah. the players there to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but their squad is really strong. We've not been in best form I'd love to be more optimistic, but I'm going to say we get beat, and I think we get beat 2-1. I'm going to say that we um, build on the last half hour or so of that Bristol game, and I'm going to say that we nick a one-all draw. Uh, I'm going to say we lose 1-0. Yeah. It's very different at start where we're predicting wins every week. <laughs> yep. And at the start when we were right as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, And then uh, Saturday, home to Brentford. Uh, they're 10th in league, 47 from 32. We're 11th, so it's pretty tight. Uh, both ki- The keepers have got to be better than they were in the reverse fixture. God. 
Uh, yeah, their last five uh, won two nil at Sunderland, but who doesn't beat Sunderland? Probably us when we play them. <laughs> Bristol City. Uh, I was going to say Bristol City. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, one all with Preston, three 0 loss at Derby, lost one nil at home to Norwich, and a one nil win away at Reading. Reading have been really poor. Uh, but yeah, they've got Daniel Bentley in goal. Who I, before the last fixture, I would have thought I would have said was a decent keeper. Uh, you can't see our floodlights in the same way, so you should be. Their squad. Oh, we could have had a tactic of just hoofing it forty yards in the air. <laughs> Get Michael Brown back. Yeah. <laughs> now their uh, squad is not what it was a couple of years ago. It's nowhere near, is it? But it's still not bad. No, but... it's still bad. I mean, John Egan's decent, Bjellen's decent at back, but he's a bit of a miss with injuries, isn't he? Hmm. Uh, in midfield, they've got a bit of quality. Josh McEachern. He hasn't really kicked he on. He never though, kicked has on, he? but he's got really. If that Ryan Woods were best player on Park when, yeah, when awesome, we played in reverse fixture, Nico Yenneris was quite elevated at Arsenal before we went away. I quite like uh, Sawyers. Every time I've seen him play. Uh, Lemain Sawyers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Every time I've seen him play, he always seems to do a job. Yeah. And then we've got that Joseph Zoom complaint wing, he can run a bit. That Ollie Watkins that we got from, it was Exeter, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he he looks pretty decent, and Neil Morpé gave us a bit of a hard time last time. They have lost Lassavibé, though. Gone to, went to China in January. Missed that one. Because I can remember we mentioned him on the podcast, because I said, oh, he's available for transfer, apparently, and he's only got six months left in his deal, so it's a cheap deal. But, yeah, if he's gone to China, we'll be on 40 grand a week. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's done. Uh, I think this is where we break the run of not winning at home since the whole game. I think this is where we do it. Uh, and I think we do it comfortably. I'm going to say 3-0. I'm going to go not quite as comfortable as that. I'm going to say 2-0 to Leeds. Uh, I am going to say a 2-1 win for Leeds. Uh, so, well, you know, the, optim- the optimism is back. If we're all confident, <laughs> then whack your money down. Brentford or draw. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> have they got anyone ex-Leeds that they can put a bet on for first goal? I don't think they have. <laughs> I was going to say Douglas is at Ipswich now, isn't he? Yeah. But no, no, I think we're good on that one. I think we're all right. But yeah, there's, uh, I really, I think this Derby game is going to be a tough game. If we get... So- I've basically I have fully given up on playoffs. Yeah, it's good. It's po- a... I mean, Heckingbottom can keep coming out and saying it's possible, and it is. It is possible. He needs to say it as well, doesn't he? Let's be honest. I don't he, see he it happening. It. So, if we could get four points out of these two, I'd be absolutely delighted. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And to be honest, if we got three, if we get beat at Derby and beat Brentford, that's fine. Yeah, but it's Leeds, so we'll probably go out and thump Derby and get arsehole by fucking Brentford at Ellen Road. Yeah. You can just see it coming. It would be just like us. Oh, yeah. At this point, I've, I've no real idea what to expect. So, I'd, if we got two points from this, I don't, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Because, again, like you say, if if we're realistically going for the playoffs, it's the fact that we've got to this point now and we're, and we're not even saying these are must-win games. We are just... The, these are just games now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if we came out of these two games not losing, I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be complaining if I'm honest. No. I do think we desperately need to win a home game though, so yeah. it's getting a bit ridiculous now. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. But unless anyone's got oh else, I think that'll do us. I think we're there. 
Right, cool. Well, that'll do us for episode 18 of the Mighty Whites podcast. We're on Twitter at Mighty Whites Pod. The stuff we write goes up and through it all together, which is at THIU, it's all LUFC. Uh, we will be back some point after the Brentford game, probably not long after. Uh, depending on what everyone's schedule is, we'll sort something closer to the time. But uh, thanks a lot for listening. I've been Jack. I've been Connie. Cheers. I've been Casey. See you later. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Bye.